0: Welcome to Talking With Tech. I'm your host, Rachel Madel, joined as always by Chris Bouguet. Hey, Chris.
1: Hey, Rachel. How you doing? How you are you feeling? Are you staying awake for this podcast recording?
0: I'm trying to. I need more coffee, maybe.
1: <laughs> um, right now, you're back in Philadelphia visiting mom?
0: Yeah, back on the East Coast for... Lots of speaking events and um, also Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome back to the East Coast. Uh, We're happy to have you. Looking forward to seeing you in a few days, like right at the time of this recording. Ash is about a week away, and that's when we'll get to see each other in person, which has been a hot second. So looking forward to it.
0: I know. I feel like the last time we saw each other was in Virginia. Remember when we did those podcast recordings in your car?
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. You came and you stayed at my house. I know. That was great. Um, so let me tell you about something that uh, an event that I got to participate in recently. Sometimes um, we just get to do some really cool stuff. And I had a really cool thing happen to me um, this past week. It's something that uh, I was invited to do a couple weeks ago. And then we working behind the scenes with an organization to make happen. And then it happened. So here's, whole, here's the whole story, Rachel. So weeks ago, um, someone from CAST. So there's an organization called CAST.org. They're sort of famous for coming up with and, and being the main supporters of Universal Design for Learning. Um, And so you can go learn all sorts of research and all sorts of um, great stuff from CAST. Well, I have connections there at CAST and have made friends with almost everybody that works at CAST. And they said, uh, hey, um, Chris, there's this organization that is having an event uh, in Arlington, which is in your neck of the woods in the Northern Virginia area. And they're looking for some support. Specifically, what they're looking for is a panel of students uh, who have disabilities to talk about how they use technology to support their learning. And they thought, hey, we know a guy, let's contact Chris. And so the organization is called the State Educational Technology Directors Association or SETDA. And they put said, let me let me try. And I put my feelers out through um, Northern Virginia to see if we come up with some students. And sure enough, we did. Uh, my colleagues in Fairfax County Public Schools said, yes, we know a student, we have a freshman, who, um, with a dyslexia or a dyslexic freshman and who said, yes, I like talking about this and I want to promote the change and make the change happen in my world. So, and for other, other students. So I, yes, thumbs up. I will be involved in the student panel. And then we had a student in my own school district, Loudoun County public schools, actually a student that I've known since preschool. I was their assistive technology person for, for years and years and years who uses AAC um, currently using a, uh, uh, Proloquo for text. She is a junior in a local high school, actually the same high school my daughter goes to. So uh, I've been floating in this girl's life for many, many years, and been a uh, for sometimes a direct supporter, like I was directly working. But then, you know, since then my change in roles, I've been more of a outside support, uh, satellite support person, um, giving advice and and suggestions from from the side. Anyway, these two uh, young ladies decided that they both wanted to participate and they came, this was uh, last Tuesday, they came to this event where I got to be the moderator and they came up on stage and we had an hour long question and answer where I asked the questions and they answered those questions in front of this room full of state level directors of educational technology like these are the people at the state level organization like these are the high like highest you can get in the state thinking about educational technology and these two students telling us t- telling them what what they need more of and what they need less of um, and that was the very first question a little bit more of this and a little bit less of this and the very first thing uh this uh the girl from Loudoun said typed out on her proloquo for text was um i want less note taking less lectures more hands-on and more project-based learning. And I I nearly dropped the mic. So I'm like, this is what, like if you've ever come to my keynote or talk, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, it's not about just showing up and getting through a course. It's about making it a fun experience. I mean, every listener of our podcast knows this is what we've been trumpeting on the podcast is make the learning fun. And here's, she's saying, can you make it meaningful? Can you make it fun? Can you make it engaging? Not just show up, take some notes and spit it back out into test. And then, the, the two girls didn't know each other, so then um, the, the girl from Fairfax was like, "Yes, exactly. I felt the same thing." And before you know it, the hour was up, and they were sharing all about text to speech, all about redesigning instruction, all about minimizing standardized testing, all about um, all these different ways to support uh, support us. All the stuff you've heard on this podcast over the years. All the, but it was so good because the people in the room got to hear it directly from the students, you know? And I got to trumpet, you know, our our message about evidence-based practice. And it's like, listen to them, just listen to them. Like, just listen to them. They're gonna tell you what we need. And at the end, this is the best part, Rachel, best part. So the end of the hour, standing ovation for these two young ladies Stand like everyone got up and clapped. room full of about a maybe 100 150 people stand up clapping for these for these two and it was just this heartwarming like the needle moved like i felt the earth shift on its axis a little bit like uh towards the sides of good uh in that moment and i was just so uh tickled to be a part of it
0: uh chris that sounds so amazing and i'm so excited to hear like what an impact you know and i think that it's so cool because in you know 2023 at the time of this recording it's never been a better time to share information and for people to share their own experiences and i feel like that's exactly what was done and to think how powerful that is and hopefully you know a lot of shifts and changes will happen based off of that um, the hour that you spent and yeah, it's just like, what a great, what a great story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really felt like the, the, the last few minutes of it were a and A where they got to ask the students some questions and the questions were really powerful about, um, um, like what kind of things can happen at IEP meetings. And so immediately it was like, let's jump over and ask the parents. They're sitting right down here. Let's throw the mic to them. You know, it was in the style that we do, you know, where it wasn't so stuffy and it's a presentation and let me show you, uh, um you know, here's the content. It was more this, let's have a conversation. And they, yes, they, <laughs> they just slayed um in a way that these people, I hope they go back and actually do something with it. You know, I'll be, I'll be very frank in, in the uh, development of the, of the questions and working through it. I actually had some negativity around it. Will the needle leak actually move? Like what, like they'll come and they'll hear it and it'll be like, mm but the way these two girls answered the questions and the way they put it, it was almost like daring people not to listen to them, you know? And I was like, yes, I'm so glad. Um, I'm so glad that uh, I I did agree to do it. I'm so glad that I helped put this, put this together. And then the last little thing, Rachel, is um, I pulled the girls aside beforehand. And then I talked to them afterwards and I said, I want you to know something. I said, "Um, I'm not getting paid to be here for this event. Um, and in fact i'm I, i'm not i'm not even sure what this will really do um, i don 't know if the people in the room will move because of what you said. I hope they will. I want to believe they will, but bare minimum there's going to be pictures taken of you if you give consent and they both did and you'll put this on your resume you're both in high school you're both looking towards coming to something next, right whatever 's now maybe it's college, maybe it's a job, maybe it 's something different but you, this is why I'm doing it. I'm doing it so you guys can put this on your resume as a stepping stone, because that for sure is going to help, right? That for, for sure, it can't be ignored if you're applying to a job or applying to college, that you are a keynote speaker on a student panel at the State Educational Technology District Association Conference, you know, or Directors Conference. So, um, so. I, and I told mom and dad, I'm like, and you probably told them the same thing, and they won't listen to you. But maybe they'll listen to this strange guy that's up here on the stage with that <laughs> <mean>.
0: <laughs> Totally, totally. Uh, that's amazing. I think it's also just a call to our listeners. You know, find students, find people who use AAC, find autistic adults or autistic students. I mean, I feel like the the call really here is to really amplify the voices of those we're trying to help and teach right um and so i think that's something that you can do even at a small level. Right. Um, and if you don't know where to go, we have so many podcast episodes, uh, with both autistic adults and AAC users. Um, and so don't hesitate to get in contact and reach out and see if they could be the ones that are teaching your school district about AAC or, you know, assistive technology or whatever the thing is
1: any sort of conversation like that moves the needle in a positive direction. That was my takeaway from this. Uh, so if it's a coffee talk at your school or at your local school, if it's a conversation with 10 other parents, um, if it is a big organization like this, do it. I'm going to continue to say yes to this. Um, and, uh, with that, Rachel, let me ask, because I, I think the interview we have today is also somebody that said, hey, I think I can contribute to, to um, I, I need to make something for my own daughter, but I think I can contribute to the bigger world, right? Is that what our interview is today?
0: Yes, Chris. Actually, a listener of our podcast and also a father um, of a AAC user reached out and we were like, come on the podcast. Uh, So Remy uh, shares his experience, basically detailing all of his experiences and challenges, not being able to find an adequate AAC system in French. And it's so interesting to kind of hear a story of triumph, honestly, of how he just like, didn't take no for an answer and started kind of developing his own ideas. And um, yeah, it was a really great podcast interview. And I'm really excited to share it with our listeners.
1: If you enjoy talking with tech, we could use your help in spreading the word about the podcast. Please take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews the podcast gets, the easier it becomes for others to find it. The more people who find the podcast, the more the word spreads about how to effectively consider and implement AAC, and who doesn't want that? If that sounds good to you, please take a moment and give the podcast a quick review. We'd so very much appreciate it. Now, let's get back into the episode.
0: Welcome to Talking With Tech. I'm your host, Rachel Meadow, joined as always by Chris Bouguet. Hey, Chris. Hi, Rachel. I'm also here with Remy Morin. Remy, we're so excited to have you here today.
2: Bonjour. Heureux de vous rencontrer aujourd'hui. Bonjour, heureux de vous rencontrer aujourd'hui. Well, that's what it sounds like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love it. Uh, so, what yeah. what were we just listening to, Remy?
2: So, this is uh, the AAC of my daughter, uh, and uh, it's a uh, it's a translated version that I made uh, because um, the the system that I really wanted her to work with was not available in French. So, it was a big <laughs> a big adventure of nine months mm-hmm. getting through. Uh, Thirty or so thousand buttons to modify. There's a there's a lot of work in there, and I'm really happy that uh, we can uh, uh, we can work with that really because uh, I have the feeling sometimes that AC systems are um, not exactly you know adapted to people that don't read, mm-hmm. right? You see that often. Uh, you have for example buttons where you have many folders like verbs that start from a to f yeah but if you don't read how can you figure it out right right so i think uh, that that system that i'm using is is more geared into you know very more symbol based semantics based, and uh, i think uh, i think it, it makes it way more accessible for my kid
1: Well, let's bring it back, Remy, first. Let me just say uh, I love your philosophy already. It's certainly one I share for myself. I've tried to impose on my kids and the teachers that I work with that if you go out into the world and you're looking for a resource and that resource doesn't exist then it's on you to create that resource. Like you found the hole in the world that you need to fill. And it sounds like that's something you've done. But um, Rachel and I have a little insight into what we're talking about. Let's bring everyone else into the world. Who are you and what do you do?
2: Okay. So first of all, uh, I'm not a speech language pathologist. (laughs) Um, I am working as a software design appointee. Uh, in a consulting firm. So what I'm doing exactly is um, I'm working in the certification process of aerospace software. So something that is really not, you know, <laughs> oriented with what we're talking usually today, but uh, it has something that has a lot of process in it. Lots of audits, verification, stuff like that. Uh, very technical and very oriented throughout uh, comp- computer science. So uh, So this is what I'm doing in life. This is my first full-time job my other full-time job is being the father of three kids uh, three autistic kids uh, and one being uh, completely non-speaking and the other being eh, partially speaking but part-time ac user too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and are you in the quebec area we are noticing an accent
2: (laughs) yes yes i do i do have a little accent so yeah uh i'm i'm in uh, on the south shore of montreal uh, and uh, yes, I'm I'm from Quebec, and actually, th- this is something that is uh, quite pertinent to my my uh, my work because um, the French, I mean the, the 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 French community, the the it's really you know a very uh, isolated area, if I can say so, versus you know all the English that is going everywhere. So I just have the feeling that. For example, for AEC, that's a problem here because we are being that you know little population there. Sometimes forgot. Uh, we, uh, I mean, fortunately, we can still have links with you know other French-speaking countries and France, Belgium, and whatnot. But um, it feels that here we're in little, I don't know, a little vacuum of knowledge, and uh, it's very hard to come by. You know, having an SLP that is specialized in AAC, it's really difficult. Actually, I I, personally, I I know a few of them, but uh, it's not a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, that sort of makes sense. There's not a lot in the United States uh, speaking English. So when you think about in this uh, smaller region of Canada where it's French speaking, uh, what are the numbers of people that understand AAC and can help uh, parents navigate Learning language through AAC.
2: Almost none. I mean, I, I haven't really found much. To be honest, I know there are some. Um, I mean, th- there are some initiatives in place. I can name, for example, um, um, Florian Olivier and Julie Paquet that they the, the, um, they did their presentation in in French. And they were talking about, you know, integration of EEC in school and how to build a community around it. And I mean, th- there's some movement happening now, but it's still very, very fragmentary. There's not that we you don't see a lot, really.
1: So tell us your story um, yeah. and the story of your children and and what you needed to do to create something that we heard at the beginning. Yes, um, but let's start with your kids and your okay. and your perspectives and your story around AAC.
2: Yeah. So so my first kid, um, uh, she's the one that is completely speaking, if I can say so. Um, she got her diagnostic. Uh, I think she was four or something like that. And when we got the, and actually our two other sisters are twins. And when we got the twins, we saw their progression. And at some point we realized, Oh, okay. So even from, you know, the developmental standards that you build knowing, you know, what is neurotypical, what is autism, then you realize that, Oh, even from that perspective of the first kid, the two others are having more difficulties developmentally. And, and um, at some point well we realized that well they they're not going to speak anytime soon so we waited we waited but at some point you well you need to try to find solutions and uh, when i started you know looking into services and everything everything was specs 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 specs, specs. so uh, give give the, the pictogram you get it we tried that it was yeah, was not really working for us, to be honest, because the thing is, my kids are really, they are really connected. They are tablet connected, right? They are. I mean, I remember when we had this, um, this evaluation for the, the learning potential before starting school, the, the the lady asked, well, can she do puzzles? I can say no, but on the tablet she can. She can very much. If she have real puzzle pieces in front of her, she's just gonna put them in her mouth and that's it. Mm-hmm. But if she has, you know, the, the puzzle and the tablet, then oh, now connect- cognitively everything connects and then she, she does it. So I, I've seen an affinity very very early into technologies. So when I discovered AEC, well I was like, wow, this is exactly what she needs. But at the time, when you start looking at the AC, you're thinking nouns you're thinking words you're thinking maybe verbs but it's really you know isolated words you don't realize that oh wait at some point we'll need to have something that is that will expand to something where she will be able to say whatever she wants a- and this is this is a realization that took some time and i'm happy to see now that parents that goes you know on uh, on facebook groups they realize that hey they they can't have this right away. It's a huge shortcut, right? To be able to say, "Hey, you need to go robust from the get go," and not having this. Oh, we will just put the words, because at that time you don't realize that the words that you put in are your words. It's not her words. It's your. It's yours. So, um. But this was. I mean, this was a process. I remember, you know, fidgeting with some applications. And, um, uh, at some point I, I, I said, well, let's go, let's buy, let's buy one of these tools and let's, let's do it. So we started with, uh, with Proloco to go. Uh, we worked with that for a few months, uh, up to the point that I just, wanted to discard it
1: <laughs> can i can i ask a question yes there? absolutely how did you decide proloquo to go and did you have any support from a school district no. or from a government agency no. or anything okay.
2: i i did the uh, i mean i was more evaluating it myself and i think you know looking back i think it was a little mistake because it was not to me was not really you know uh addressing some of the of the um, of the needs of my kids so um a thing that i didn't like about that one is that you have words sometimes you go up into your browsing and then you realize oh that word that was there is no longer there because it's it's replaced by another one but i need that word now so i need to go back and it's it's always navigational right you're always going from that page to the other page and then, And I was a little discouraged by that, to be honest, up until I I found an interview with uh, Lance McLemore working on his accent device. And I was like, oh, my God, we I will never I mean, if if I train every day in my life, I will never be as fast as him using Proloco. Never. Mm -hmm. So from that point, I just realized speed is is quite the issue. I mean, you need even if it takes time, you need to have something to produce words fast. It's important. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very important characteristic in my book.
1: Well, and Remy, I might add that uh, by searching for words. And the more complicated the navigation, the more cognitive load there is. So I have to hold what I want to find in my whole message in my head, search through, and if I'm not reading, make some guesses at what the pictures might mean. Um, and it's a very complicated cognitive process that, again, you get better at if you have educators that are helping you, if you have support. Um, but uh, yeah, that it seems to, my experience seems to align with yours. Rachel, hmm. what do you think?
0: yeah i mean i think that it's i've been listening to you remy talk about your experience and i think unfortunately this notion that you needed to figure out how to support your children through aac you didn't exactly know what you were doing but you were seeking out the information Um, i think that's an experience that's very common unfortunately, um, a very common experience for parents. Um, so this whole time I've been listening, I've been thinking like, how did you learn so much about AAC? Like, where did you go? Because I know that there's a lot of parents out there, perhaps, you know, listening where they're like, I don't have access to an SLP who can help guide this process. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, I think one, you know, figure out something right so it sounds like you were just kind of learning as you go you knew this was really important and then you kind of shifted and changed things as you know you started to learn more um you had more access but i'm curious from your perspective like what were those resources early on that were really helpful for you in learning kind of what you now know about aac and best practices and how to kind of support complex communication needs through aac
2: well you guys first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's No, but, but seriously, that really helped because, uh, it's brought up in a format that is very, very useful. The podcast, right? I mean, you're in your car I'm. Go- I have to go somewhere 20 minutes. Hey, I can, I can listen to half a, an episode of talking with tech. Very useful. You get mm-hmm. a lot of information, you know, it's, everything is formatted and it's really in line with, with what you need. You know that we will learn something that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Facebook, I think the groups in Facebook are really useful, and I would like to name one in particular, which is Ask Me, I'm an AEC user, which is, to me, I mean, I've learned a lot there, absolutely. I mean, these people are extraordinary. They are sharing their time to help us understand, and it's, I mean, how can you have a better resource than that? So this one really, uh, it really talked to me. Uh, there are other face Facebook groups. Um, in, since, you know, in French we have a little more, uh, issues getting the, the, the tools and the diversity in terms of, of, of platforms. Uh, we have also the group for communication AAC in French that is really useful too. Um, but apart from that, I mean, I'm, I'm really self-taught to be honest. I like fidgeting with stuff. So at some point it's technology. I'll figure it out, <laughs> but it's technology. But I was, I mean, I, I, I'm, I was lacking in all the other aspects, right? I mean, where to put, to put the buttons knowing that, If you have two opposites, well, it's better to not have them at the same place because then you would be some confusion. So you need to think about all all these things. And when you are working with some other system, sometimes the placement of the buttons has a deep significance and you need Mm -hmm. to think about it so uh yeah it's uh (laughs) but but yeah i mean uh, all this information uh, takes time to process and you need to read 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 and you look at the post and somebody uh, has a question that you never thought about but uh, then you start looking at that and then you realize oh i didn't see it from that perspective Mm -hmm. and then you realize a bunch of things so i mean we are very lucky to be able to live at this time where we can have huge communities in place where you can have somebody that is is speaking that can create posts and communicate with others with the internet i mean 10 years ago we didn't have that mm-hmm. it's it's crazy i mean it's it's really something that that is helping a lot of people mm-hmm. so yes we don't have necessarily the professional support always but i think we are building a community that is uh, pushing us in the right direction, more and more.
1: I always think that, uh, that, that today is the best day to be learning about AAC, to be needing to use AAC, to learning how to use AAC. Today is better than yesterday because uh, there's more people talking about it, more more resources and um, more opportunities to learn from each other. So um, I couldn't agree more. So let me go back. All right, so you you experienced this interview. Was it the Talking With Tech interview with Lance? Or-
2: um, no, because it was it was video. So I think it was AC in the cloud
1: at the time. Got, and you see Lance in the Talking With Tech in the AAC in the cloud you see Lance in AAC in the cloud and you're like whoa okay mind blown. super fast <laughs> mind blown yeah um, and that takes you on another journey so what happens
2: next so I'm the first thing I'm thinking about is well motor planning I see that there's great benefit to it I see that uh, it can work it can help you a lot processing all this stuff because I was I was looking at him and it was very very automatic right I mean you know the, the the touches and everything so what system is this guy using and then I realized that 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 system was unfortunately not available in French so I was a little bummed but at some point uh, there was that uh, Bruce Baker globalization initiatives in place so I started meeting some people in France that were interested into having the the system in French. and we we started we made a candidacy in everything. But in the meantime, I just, you know, I just took the iPad and I just started editing, and I just let's go. Well, we I don't know where it's gonna get me. I'll start with fringe words. It's gonna be easy. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, yeah, when you go to the core words, there this is where it gets tricky because there are some. Some formulations in French that don't exist in English, right? You have all this gender happening, you have all this uh, relative pronouns and all this all, all these little pieces that were not thought of in the system, so you need to place them. You need to see, okay, well where where is going to make sense to put these words so that it can work? And then, well you you try to, well, wait a second, I mean, are they the are they the right words, the words that are there? because I, I know. You know, in, in, in some language, you have very specific words. And it turns out that I want to mention that, by the way, I'm very jealous of you guys because English is very simple and it's very versatile, especially in terms of core words. For example, if we're talking about um, uh, to return, well, you can say to come back. You have come, you have back, you have come back, you have it. In French, we have a specific verb for it. It's called retourner, so we we necessarily have this. We cannot have a combination of of core words to do the word. You you need to have the actual verb or the actual noun. So, I mean, these are just more hurdles into doing that translation, but it it makes you realize that uh, English is very, very, very suited to AC. To me, I mean, from uh, another language perspective, I just feel that this, this combination of words are very useful because now you you learn two words. Oh, no, you learned a third one because the two together have another mm-hmm. significance, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so so I I went through that page by page uh, and I got, for example, um, there was that study in like in 18 something where... They analyzed a bunch of books and they took, you know, the most used words. So then I was able to correlate, you know, the the words that were in that list versus what I had in the ACs to have, you know, complete coverage for uh, pronouns, for determiners, you know, all, all the main, th- these main pieces. And then, well, for word and verbs, then you get just the top of the list. But at least you have a pretty good coverage of the words. Of course, uh, since it was done in 1800s, you don't have words like computer, <laughs> that's for sure. But I mean, the words that were already in the system, I just I just translated them directly and, and just to make sure that my coverage was complete, right? So this is very in a nutshell <laughs> what I did, but there was some challenges, especially in terms of verbs. So for example, um, let's say you have the word so you have the, the verb have, well, you have have, has, having, had, that's pretty much it, right? In French, you can have up to like something like 50 different ways of saying the verb. So that means a lot of real estate into your AEC, right? So you need to think about all the, the plays that it's going to take and you need to come up with uh, consistent ways of presenting that too. So that was, that was quite a challenge fortunately there was already a spanish version available for that system so it always it also has the same challenges in terms of you know forms of verbs so i was able to borrow that and just you know adapt it so but i think for efficiency reasons there are some tenses that i would drop eventually because they are more into telling a story than talking so I think there's th- that. That's another thing. In the French language you have you have a level of language. So when you're talking to someone, you don't speak exactly the same as you would write it into a story. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that complicates a uh, little what, what's happening in French. But uh, yeah. So so yeah. That this is pretty much this is pretty much it. <laughs> Remy, so
1: um, while you're wrestling with the trans- translation, what are you using at home? Because you're, uh, I would imagine at some point you're like, well, quo, but I kind of want this other system. And so, how did you reconcile what to use at home, and what were
2: your experiences like, um, you know, implementing AAC at home? We were not that advanced in terms of quo, so it wasn't too bad. And I mean, um. I was able to still be able to, to show, you know, the, the, I I was able to do a one it on on the, on the tablet. So that helped. I mean, with the one it we already had, I mean, I knew the main page wouldn't change that much. So I was able to use these one it to at least, you know, starting some notions like go stop up, down uh, stuff like that. Um, But I mean, the thing is, um, to my daughter that is completely non-speaking, she's, um, she has very, I mean, you need to repeat a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot, put it in very different contexts and, and be very tenacious when you want to, when you teach a word, which makes it a little complicated, but when she get she gets it, she gets it. But I just feel that up until very recently. Her neurodevelopmental calendar was not, you know, on point to learn all this stuff. I, I have the feeling of that, mm-hmm. um, and now, now I feel that she's more responsive to it. I see a lot of good operational reflexes from her. For example, she wants something. She comes to us. She realizes that we will want to discuss with her with AC and she will need your AC. So she goes back and she takes a tablet and she brings it back. So you see, there's already that notion, okay, I need to speak, I need to get that thing and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna show it. Another thing is recently when she asked for something new, well, uh, my girlfriend, she doesn't know where all the words are. Mm-hmm. I do, but she doesn't. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you translate it completely, right? you you've I just engraved everything in my memory while doing it, and actually that's kind of a problem. i'm I'm jumping to something else. sorry <laughs> let's let's put that aside. So another reflex that she had is um when my girlfriend was searching for the word, she was pressing you know the magnifier button, and then she was putting in the text and everything. So at some point she wanted to tell us something about a word, but she didn't know what word it was. So mm-hmm. she went into the magnifier, she went into the word search. She didn't know what to write. She write, you know, bungs or what, whatever. She didn't write, but that wasn't what what is important there. The thing that was important there is that she realized that it's a word that we never seen. So the way to get it will be through that search. Mm-hmm. So it's all little things that I see just little tendrils that are getting out. And so, I mean, eventually she and, and, and also she's very precise in her movement when she knows she wants that icon. She's going to get it and it's very, very be, it will be very precise. So mm-hmm. I see a lot of good things coming up, but yeah, learning words is difficult. It's it takes time, repetition, lots of context. And, uh, yeah, we need to work on this, uh, a lot because we will, I, I just have the feeling that we will have to show her all the words, <laughs> not the other. Mm-hmm. Maybe me, I guess at some point it, it just unlocks, but right now I don't see it.
1: <laughs> let me ask you this. Something I've heard over the years um, from different speech therapists when they've come across someone who speaks a second language and they can't find an AEC system in that language or it's not uh, necessarily robust, they'll they'll maybe go, well... Maybe they don't really need to learn it. They'll just learn English, um, mm. which to me sounds problematic. But what are your what's your take on that? Like, did you ever think? Well, I guess she's just going to learn English because okay. like, so, we don't have it in French. Because that yeah, seems like we need to. You're French, right? Like, yeah. right. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Um, honestly, I don't think it would have been a problem to just go in English. It's just that, I mean. It is just a question of integration. I mean, you are living somewhere where everybody speaks the language. Well, I think the first step for integration is to, is to actually speak that language or -hmm. try to do it right. So the thing I wanted to do at the same time was not only to build the French system and transition of a system, but also, you know, having a system that can work with both language, right? So right now there's that button in the corner that says English, French, and she can switch it up if she wants. Mm -hmm. And because all of the motor planning is there and because of all the things are being translated, it's actually funny because sometimes she talks to us in English, but she doesn't know because it's in the other menu, but we just, we just go with it and it's okay. I mean, we just, we just go along with it and it's great because you see that She learned the concept semantically. Now she knows where it is and no matter the language, she'll be able to express it.
0: I'm happy you brought up Remy bilingualism because I was going to ask, like, are you, you know, it sounds like you have dual languages happening in your, your home, English and French, Um,
2: mostly French. But I mean, I want to have English too, because you know, the end result of all of this is to be able to communicate no matter what language you're using. And also, I mean, the internet is all in English, right? all text that is there is 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 in English. And uh, yes, we are already talking literacy. We are already, you know, seeing that very far goal of, you know, reading and writing. Because even in the AEC, I mean, there are some words that are not there. I mean, it's, it's impossible to have all the words in your AEC. You have the words that are, you know, accessible to you and, and you can... Modi- I, also, that, I think that's another goal, right? Being able to modify your own AEC. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I think that screams autonomy right there, right? If, she, if someday she wants to go there and say, well, this word, I don't want it, I don't want it on that page. I want it on the other page. So be mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I think that that's very important because th- this is, I, to, to me, is the ultimate goal of AC. If you can modify your system to be able to say whatever you want the way you want, it's a win. And, and for literacy, it's reading and writing, and reading and writing on the internet is in English. So English is an undeniable fact. But I didn't want that to be the only reason why she would only have it in English. I wanted Mm to, I mean, the language we speak here is French. She heard uh, almost eight of her years here in French. I mean, would be weird a little just to, okay, let's switch back to English. And also it brings up also another isolation in the family, right? Because everybody's talking to each other in French and then all of a sudden, oh, you have to talk to her. You have to talk in English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a discriminator, so you don't want to do that. So that's mm-hmm. why also I wanted to to have it in French because it fit, you know, the environment. I mean, it, all of this, all of this thing is. I mean, we understand her. That's not a problem. I mean, we understand her to to a certain point. This point being, I'm gonna bring you by the arm, and you're gonna figure it out. <laughs> but, um, I mean it's important for her to be adapted to the outside world. I mean, that's why we are not doing, well, we, we are doing signs a little, but I mean, signs is not that accessible to the rest of the people. Mm-hmm. A machine that is talking to you and seeing clearly what's happening. Well, that, that's, that's very adaptive. That, that is very, uh, great to, to, to be able to reach out to the, to the other people. hmm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what I'm hearing you say, Remy, is this idea of universally understood. Yeah. And so especially if you're in an environment where everyone is speaking French, like English is not universally understood. That's and it. so really making sure you're teaching language and teaching it on a system that helps her connect to everyone around her, um, I think is sounds like it was the top priority.
2: Yeah. It's a uh, it's, it's difficult decisions though. I mean, you know, when I when I started doing that translation, I knew I would be there for a long time. You know, I, I knew it was it would be long, but I mean, at some point, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Right. Because up to that point, there was nobody who had done it. So okay, <laughs> I'll do it. It's okay. I'll think. I mean, in the end, uh, I'm very happy that I was able to do that and. Uh, I mean, I think it's a very good tool, and it's going to help her a lot. Uh, and I think she's going to get language more because of 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 that. That's for sure.
1: Remy, I think we've skirted around it. I don't know that we've actually said it yet, unless I missed it for yeah. some reason. Is that I
2: try not to see
1: it? <laughs> it is. Uh, Lance uses lamp words for life. Right. And so that's the system that you've been translating into, into French, right? And, um, you said, uh, something that maybe a lot of people don't recognize is that the, where the words are located is, uh, very intentional. Right. Um, Something you said earlier in the interview is like, well, certain words that are semantically close, like they have close and similar meanings, are intentionally put far away from each other so that someone recognizes. And a lot of people, if they were building their own system, might not. Why isn't in next to out? I don't understand. Like, why isn't up and down next to each other? That's a confusing thing for a lot of people done with intentionality and lamp words for life. So, um, real quick, tell us what. where is this going? Because I'm betting people are listening going like, I know someone who speaks French and they might need this. Like, <laughs> w- what's the outcome of your work?
2: Okay. So, um, I wasn't talk with PRC, uh, a little earlier this year, and I'm very happy to announce that we will have this, uh, this vocabulary available, uh, to everybody, at least in Canada. Uh, in november i don't know what's the plan but i th- i know there's going to be a rollout to other countries but there are some licensing issues happening from what i i could gather so yes in the end we will be able to to share uh to share this to everybody and i'm really happy about that i mean uh, i'm happy that other parents <laughs> won't have to go through what i went to but i mean at the same time i mean i need to i need to acknowledge the the genius of bruce baker i mean when i was doing i'm I'm, you know i'm very researchy because it's part of my job right and i stumbled on that video that he did about men speak was like in 1992 like more than 30 years ago and the guy was already talking about word prediction was talking about you know how we come up with that system? How do we come up with the semantic compaction? I was like, I was mind blown when I saw that. I mean, the guy was a pure genius, and and really, uh I mean, I we wouldn't have this system if it wasn't for him. And uh, wow, wow, I was really, uh, really a lot of admiration for that person. Uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I would have liked to meet him, but uh, unfortunately it's, it won't happen. But yeah, uh, r- really, that, that really helped also help, you know, understand the inner workings of that beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a lot of thought in that system. There is a lot, really. And uh, I really acknowledge that.
0: Yeah. I'm curious, Remy, um, how long this took you?
2: Um, so I was working nights. Um, I uh, I had my little stool with my key, Bluetooth keyboard in front of, of the iPad because I did it on on the application directly. Uh, it took me nine months to do. So oh. every night and then uh, working on those. Uh, but it's uh, I can tell you, it took like. Two months doing almost everything, and like seven months doing the verbs because the verbs were—it was brutal. There was a lot of pages, a lot of words. I mean, almost 50 buttons per verb. You know how much verbs there in LAMP. Yeah. Just think about <laughs> just think about the fast page where there's like twenty four verbs. that was giving me nightmares.
0: <laughs> I part of the reason I wanted to ask that Remy is because I mean, one, I think people are just genuinely curious, like how long did this mm-hmm. whole process yeah, take? Yeah, yeah. But I think what we're talking about is you know, you referenced Bruce Baker, you've referenced how much thought and intention goes into these systems. And I really want to highlight that because one of the things I see in my clinical practice is people taking systems that have so many years and intention and thought behind them and completely changing them um, for the immediate needs of an AAC user. And, you know, I just want to point that out that like these systems are set up with purpose and reason and so much intention. And so don't just take a system and totally change it to something else because it was set up very strategically yes. and intentionally.
2: I, I like the fact that the parents, they go on the, the lamp group and they ask, where should I put this word? Because the the ones that get it, they can provide pretty good suggestions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was struggling with that for a while, actually, uh, you know, putting words in there, more words, uh, at first, because I wanted to have a pure translation, mm-hmm. but then, then when I was done, I was ready to put in more words, I realized that um, my kid is, she's just not necessarily used. I mean, it's on her terms, right? So sometimes we, I feel that she needs something else. So, for example, um, the oldest, she um, she has uh, this this uh, this habit of using her tablet and photograph everything that she eats or or drinks. I don't know why I don't know why she, why she come she came to that, but at some point. The non-speaking one, she came in, she took her tablet, just started scrolling. This is what I want. This is what, you know, she didn't say that, but I mean, she sort of showed that to us. And and then we realized that, okay, so, so there's some merit to have, you know, some systems where you have some more pictorial, you know, material. So this is when I started to realize that, okay, we need more than one AEC application that does it all. Right. So we started using uh go talk now and in go talk now we started having these, you know, uh, like 16 pictures per page for stuff that she wants to eat or places that where she wants to go. And she just switches from one to the other. And that's it. I mean, it's a, it's like natural for her. So, I mean, but we need to think about that because it was, I mean, we could have shown her all these words in the system. But her immediate need would not be satisfied.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And because you have this other system on the side, which nothing wrong with that, by the way, because of that, she's able to, to communicate what she wants in a more effective way. And that to me is really important because I mean, the. The end objective of all this is for her to be able to communicate. Will, will that be a perfect sentence, grammatically correct? Well, in French, I mean, how can you even do that? But, <laughs> <laughs> but, right, I mean, it's it's all about communicating. It's all about, you know, transmitting that idea or that request, and, and that's it. So, yeah, why not? So, that's what I, I, I'm using on the side, and, uh, you know, now I'm th- I'm. Thinking about maybe having, uh, a change of platform at some point or to repurpose the, the thing I don't like right now with most of the AEC applications that they are limited in terms of platforms. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like that. I think, I think my ideal AEC would be web-based. Mm-hmm. It would be accessible to everybody and it would be accessible to all the devices that we are, we are having at home, including phone, which to me is. The most portable AAC that you can have. I mean, I feel that this is important. This is somewhere I will be probably working a little more for the next. Uh, I don't know how much time it's gonna take. I'm I'm patient.
0: <laughs> we know you're a hard worker, Remy. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. that's it.
1: <laughs> Remy, I want to summarize two things that you just yeah. said there. One, let's start with the open AAC movement because yeah. you're not the first parent, or really. um, uh, educators in a a broad sense saying, that's what we need. We need something that can fit on multiple devices, um, sort of like cough drop can fit on multiple devices, but in an open source sort of way. So you could take your LAMP system and put it on a Toby Dynavox device,
2: for instance. I would like like that, but I understand that, as we mentioned earlier, all this thought is IEP, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'm sorry to say that, but at some point, we will have to, to have the debate of what is IP versus essential needs like communication. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not going to be a nice debate, but at some point, I think we will have to have this debate.
0: I just wanted to clarify, when you're saying IP, Remy, for people who don't know, are you referencing intellectual property?
2: Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Just making sure. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The the second thing that you mentioned that I think is something I've definitely learned over the last 10 years, it was not something that I I was taught or know, but it's something I've learned from experience by talking to AAC users, is that... um, people use multiple applications and depending on the situation, sometimes you roll into this application and sometimes you roll into this application and it takes a skilled educator um, to help you figure out what tool to use in the right given moment. Um, And that even something we've wrestled with on this podcast is the term system. I'm making air quotes here. Is, Is lamp words for life a system is prologue quota go a system or is it I'm using the Go Talk Now app, and sometimes I'm using the Proloquo, and sometimes I'm using a, uh, Lamp Words for Life, and sometimes I'm using uh, sticky notes in a pen, and yeah. that's my system. You know, it's all the stuff it makes up with what is uh, – what all the stuff I use is my system. What are your thoughts?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely uh, you, you need to see it as the sum of the different means of communication that you are using this is your AC system. Yeah. And in terms of platform, I think we need to, I mean, I, I see the importance of being able to have this all on one device. I think it's very important because, uh, I mean, I don't see somebody, you know, going with three, four iPads <laughs> or something like that, you know, with the Samsung tablets, phone, whatnot, and, and just, you know, Juggling from one to the other. No, I prefer, you know, having all of this in, the, in one iPad, by the way. Um, I was let, let's talk about that. Yeah, I, I was using guided access for a long time because I didn't want my kid, you know, to go out and just go in the, you know, play and everything. And uh, for last Christmas, what we did is we uh, we gave her an iPad with the communications and everything, but, you know, no guided access game you know stuff like that and a few weeks ago we were going out and she had their tablet and I came in with my tablet to do the modeling right and I was about to tell her something and I saw her she drop off YouTube and she went into the communication application so you see there's the intention You see, so I mean what I would like to say is don't be afraid to remove the, the guided access I know I know it's not, you want to have control and you want to, but at some point, you know, even YouTube videos can be used for communication. Mm-hmm. I remember she showed me a video of one kind of candy that she wanted and you can use that. So if you block this access, you block part of the system.
1: Remy, I get, I think Rachel and I are both really smiling here because this is something we say all the time. What's the least dangerous assumption is that I could teach somebody. Why this is an important app, It's not called guided restriction. It's called guided access, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the the people at Apple are also very intelligent and have a design behind why they call things certain things. And so it makes sense to me that you would start with not having guided access on and turn it on if you needed it turned yeah. on as opposed to, all right, here's your new tool. Let me
2: lock it down. Hmm. You can- so yeah. sorry, sorry, go ahead. no, go ahead. Okay. Well, I just, just wanted to say that I still have guided access on the tablets that I use. So I have tablets at home that are completely dedicated to that application. But at first, I was using guided access. But when I started to realize, oh, she already she wants to use the other applications. You you know, we started putting the uh, the, the the work into um, in, into GoDoc Now I cannot use guided access anymore. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We need to have access to these apps. So be it. We just removed it uh, from from all the tablets, and now we we are living with that, and 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 it's and it's fine. It's fine.
0: I wanted you kind of. I was so excited when you started talking about guided access because I was <laughs> literally going to point that out and talk about that. So I'm happy that you shared that, Remy. Um, mm. I also want to point out what I love about what you're saying is that you're really honoring every way that you're daughter decides to communicate. Um, I think so often we get so laser focused, especially speech language pathologists on language. And there's one system that we're really modeling and we really want, you know, her to use. Mm -hmm. And when we open up and we really allow all the different modalities of communication and honor it and build off of it, um, you know, I think that we're really allowing her to we're really best supporting your daughter in her ability to communicate yeah. in whatever way is easiest for her and most comfortable um, and most reliable in those moments. And so I love this idea of just opening up to all the different ways that she's communicating and respecting and honoring that because so often we hear like, Oh, like, you know, tell me on your talker or, you know, we're giving all of like our own input as to the way we expect and want children to communicate with us in Instead of being curious and observing all the ways that children are communicating with us already.
2: Yeah. And, and really, the thing that's a little strange is that you will have people say, oh, wait a second. You need to put all the words. You cannot limit the words because, you know, this person won't be able to say. But at the same time, they put guided access, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> It's a, it's a little strange because when you realize that, you know, anything can be communication, well, you should leave the door open. That's it. I guess that, that that's how it's uh, summarized it too. So. <laughs>
1: Remy, what kind of final thoughts do you have, advice you'd give to parents who are hearing this? You're one of the few fathers we've had on the podcast over the years. Yeah. Uh, that's certainly been a goal of ours. So what advice would you give to other parents out there who are getting started?
2: Hmm. Well, let's start with fathers. Mm-hmm. Guys, get implicated. Come on, <laughs> I'll just say that. I just see that too much often. You know, even even the groups. You know, the groups on Facebook. They are starting to have this. Oh, hi, moms. Blah blah blah. You know, it, it's it's kind of silly, right? I mean, anybody can help his kid reach out communication. Come on, it's a, uh, it's a basic need. And as parents, we need to uh, we need to help for that. And and. I, I I have a hard time understanding when there why there is not more fathers, especially given that you know um, technologically speaking i I think there are more guys that are techies and 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 that can help right i mean it's it's uh yeah uh, anyways um uh, I think my message for all parents is hang on because there's a lot of work coming up and you will have to. To learn a lot, your kid's gonna learn a lot, and when you will be using your tablet and you're gonna think it's hard, well, think about them because it's it's way harder for them, and uh, you know, as resources. You need to, uh, you need to build up your network. You need to, to look at groups. You need to look at, uh, everything that's available to you. I mean, again, when, when we are talking about something open for the kids for communication, well, we you need to keep our option open as parents to get the information
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, we will find some gems in there. I remember my oldest, um, she all, I always had the, the impression that she was talking using a cassette tape. And using portions of it, you know, like, and when I discovered gestalt language, language processing, I was like, "Oh, that's it! That's what it was!" And then, I, so, you know, you need to to look and uh, and be aware and and learn as much as you can because it's it for sure it's going to be useful in uh, down the down the road. That that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I I think Remy, um, you sharing about how much work it is. Um, I think that that's something that, you know, I'm communicating and do a lot of work with parents and do a lot of parent coaching and, Um, a lot of training on teams and things like that. And it is this extra layer, right? Um, Of work and effort. Um, But I love that you framed that thinking through the lens of the child, right? Because as hard as we feel like it is, we have literacy skills. So we're able to read all of those, you know, symbols that have the label underneath them. And, you know, we have acquired the language. So we're able to then model it. It's just like, imagine going through your world, not having access to the language and communication yet to fully be able to communicate your experience and connect with the people around you Mm -hmm. Um, and so I love that reframe because as hard as it is for us it's way harder for the children that are in front of us yeah
2: us we have a little more dimension now because uh, we are homeschooling uh, our non-speaking and uh, uh, yeah that brings up a lot more challenges especially in terms of literacy uh, and also, you know, we have systems in French that are limited in terms of A C, but we also have limited learning resources too. I mean, they are they are not, not saying that they're not, but there's less than in English. And then sometimes you see what's being done in English, and you're like, hmm, yeah, I should translate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. An example of that is um, I think I think you had uh, Dr. Laura Clark mm-hmm. a few yeah. weeks ago. Uh, about the the slides, you know, for each letter, I translated that
0: <laughs> amazing. I maybe we should connect you to Laura and have yeah, the maybe. French ones available to her on her website. I feel like she'd love that
2: because I mean it was it was useful it was also a great opportunity to, you know, have some fringe word from this. I mean, i I did it, you know. I, some words, they were not available in the system, so I just dropped them. But I tried to find the words that were most fitting with the EC to be, you know, able to model it at the same time, you know, so then you get two birds and one stone. You just you just show a new, new few words, and at the same time, you're showing the letters. So, yeah.
1: I love yeah. it. Any final
2: thoughts? Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, really... Um, it's been very, very, very great doing that interview. I I could have shared more, you know. I, I have so much going on. It's it's a little crazy, but um, I, I think we need to um, to make the effort. And I know, I I know there are some people that are more privileged than others. I, I consider myself being very privileged. I'm able to work from home have more time with the family. We don't, I mean, my, my girlfriend, she doesn't work. So we, we, we have a lot of time to do that. And I understand that some people don't, don't have much time, but I think every minute is worth it. Mm-hmm. Every, every minute that you're working on this is worth it. It's a, and, and yes, sometimes it's hard to see the end goal. And it, sometimes it's, it's a little, you, you feel that you don't, just don't advance, but you are, you are, you, you'll get there. It's just a matter of time.
0: Mm, I love it. Remy, where can people contact you if they're like, oh, like, I want to, I want to learn more. I want to connect.
2: I think Facebook is a a good way to communicate with me. Uh, I'm lurking into these, uh, these groups. I'm asking questions myself. I mean, I'm not perfect. And I'm not, uh, I know that I don't know a lot of stuff about this. And uh, I think you all together, we can... uh, we can understand more and we can do more and uh, more more and more interested personally into uh to literacy so that's a whole other thing right uh, i have i have these posts waiting for me to read i know i'm gonna get to them someday and but yeah let's go day by day let's try to to uh, to advance and uh, continue that uh, great journey
1: Awesome. Well, Remy, thank you so much for joining us today on the Talking With Tech podcast. We cannot wait for the French version of Lampards for Life to come out and for to, for everyone to benefit from it. So thank you for your work on it.
2: Thank you.
0: So for Talking With Tech, I'm Rachel Madel joined by Chris Bougay and Remy Morin. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.